Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to Trust and Believe. Today, I had no idea that I was going to be this inspired. I knew that I was going to be very inspired because this person has just been through so many uh, motivational hurdles, if you will, that has gotten her to a place where right now she is an amazing entrepreneur, a mom of two, a wife, has been. she's been featured in Forbes magazine, and I think you are all just going to be enlightened, empowered, and you're just going to leave this episode of Trust and Believe feeling really great about who you are and what you can become. Sit back, relax, and get ready because Dana Bolden is going to inspire the heck out of you. This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh my gosh. First of all, I'm so excited to talk to you because we have a lot in common, I believe, in in ways. But more importantly, you just seem like the new breath of fresh air that's going to be in my life. And I have to be very honest. So, Erica, you know Erica Vane? Yeah. Yeah, so Erica introduced you to me, kind of just brought you to my life. And I spent so much time on your page, just like kind of going through, especially your highlights about me. And I just was like... You know, I really wanted to talk to you because I was like, um, I know I'm Shanti and I know I've been around doing this, but I need some tips because you seem like you have them together. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm just honored that she brought us together. I mean, when she told me like, oh, you want to do this interview? I'm like, of course. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I would love to be a part and just to meet you and talk. You are just so funny and I just love following along with on your social and all that you're doing so it's just an honor to be here and thank you so much yeah thank you all right so just so you know I keep it very real on the podcast so you could just be 100% you which it seems like you are anyway (laughs) but you know I want you to take me back because I think one of the places where we line up in terms of our like connection is being an athlete and Mm -hmm. so you went from being an athlete to getting a corporate job to leaving that job and become 
featured in Forbes almost immediately after and just becoming yeah. really successful after launching your blog. And the reason why we have something similar is because I went from college, I was an athlete, then I went to uh corporate world and it, it took me two years, you know, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, I was like, this is not for me. That wasn't for me. And I made a change. Can you just tell people how you navigated from going from a big company like Under Armour to really trusting and believing and your message and what you have, to, what you had to show the world, and how you knew it was going to just be something that was going to work for you. Yeah, it's so crazy because, so like you said, I started as an athlete, right? I went to college on a Division One scholarship to play basketball, and that was just something that I loved to do. I did every single day as a kid, just working, working, working. And my parents told me from the jump, it's like you're not going to be able to get to college if you don't get a scholarship because we can't afford it, you know. So I worked my ass off, like as a, you know, young adult, like you're just trying to work to get to college because I knew I'm like, I really do want to go to college. I want to have a great career. Let me, you know, work this basketball. I was great at basketball and I happened to get a scholarship to the University of Buffalo, played there for four years, um, basketball. And obviously as a senior, it's not like I'm going to WNBA. I wasn't that great. I was good, but not that good. And I knew I just wanted to be, you know, a corporate professional. I think, you know, just growing up, it was my dream to just have a great career um, in a professional setting. So I graduated from um, Buffalo and I landed an internship at Under Armour for the summer. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like I'm working for a great company. This was shoot 10 years ago at this point but Under Armour was booming and you know growing so fast and obviously coming from being an athlete I'm like oh my god I can work for a major athletic apparel company and I was like this is amazing and I went to school for business marketing so I'm like that's my goal I want to be able to you know affect the marketing efforts for a major athletic apparel brand this would be amazing so I graduated got got the internship then I landed a full-time job. So I was like, coming out of college, it's pretty much rare to immediately land a job within something that you want to do. But I was grateful. I did it. And I worked at Under Armour for about eight years. Just, you know, wow. try my best to climb the corporate ladder, doing my thing. You, can I say this? You don't even look like you eight years out of college. I'm just going to give you those props <laughs> real, quick, real quick. Okay, you can continue now. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. No, I'm trying to make, you know, make sure my skin look good. Hey. Um, but yeah, so I got the job and I'm just, you know, for the last eight years, I worked there for eight years and, you know, I'm just trying to do my best. And then at the time I got married, got pregnant, had my daughter. And, you know, during that time, I was just trying to find my why, my passion. I wasn't really satisfied with my career because I wasn't progressing as fast as I wanted to. I'm like, at this point, I need to be a director or something. And I just wasn't get there, getting there. And especially being a black woman in a corporate setting, predominantly white men, it's pretty hard to, to move yeah. up that ladder. But, you know, I wasn't as fulfilled. And eventually, I went natural with my natural hair and I'm like, okay, let me just start a blog because I'm interested in hair. I'm interested in fashion. I'm not seeing a lot of women that look like me, dark skin, short, natural hair. Let me become what I want to see. I want to be that example, especially having a daughter. I'm like, I want her to be able to see more women that look like me, you know? So I'm like, let me start a blog and just, you know, put myself out there and to inspire other women. 
I started that blog and within like two years, it just grew into this big, just amazing thing that I had. And I got to the opportunity where I had to make a decision. I was, I was juggling work and then my career as a blogger influencer. And I was starting to get so many opportunities, photo shoots, brands flying me here, there. And I was getting back to my corporate job. Like, why am I here? Why am I putting my energy here when I can be doing my thing and growing my business? So once Mm. that light clicked in my head, I'm like, you know what? I have to bet on myself. I have to do this for me. Like, I I don't I can't wait. You know, like if I keep being scared, it's never going to happen. And literally the minute I decided to quit, everything just took off. I got featured in Forbes, I featured in all these different media outlets and my brand just started to grow. And here I am today. Like I decided to bet on myself and it has it's been the best decision of my life. First of all, congratulations. I'm I, I literally have the chills right now because I'm just like, <laughs> yes. I think just so much what's going on in the country right now like our energy and minds are diverted to a lot of fear a lot of pain and i just believe hearing that even if someone is obviously you know fighting for equal rights and it's so good just hearing somebody like you to say you know but you kind of have to be fearless and you can't you have to go after what it is that you want and what you believe in it kind of helps bring your mind back to one just before we got on here i actually was recording a, a podcast of just talking about just bringing humans together and i think that when you when you come to a place where you feel really good and where you can lead with kindness it it filters into what it is that you do you can really connect to yourself and what is that you want and how are you fearless i do have i do have to ask a question though because being featured in forbes is really really incredible and amazing what was that experience like what was what was the article like and we'll put in the show notes we'll put the link to that article but you know tell us your experience because as a black woman and I know I'm talking a lot but I'm just so excited to say this because I've never gotten a chance to talk about this specifically on the podcast Mm -hmm. Um, as a black woman a dark-skinned black woman who you know, was an athlete who transitioned to corporate, who then went after her goals and being featured in Forbes. That is, I don't think people who may not be black or not even dark skinned black may not understand the power behind that, Mm -hmm. you know? So tell me just about the experience in general. Yeah, it was amazing, especially because it was literally, you know, moments, not moments, but a few months after I decided to bet on myself. It was just that confirmation. And the article was just about millennial moms and um, influencer career. So like building a a career out of becoming an influencer and me having a six figure blog and, you know, just being able to bet on myself with this. So like literally months after I left my job, this amazing feature um, happened. It was just, it, like I said, it was just an incredible, incredible honor to even be on their website at all. So that's so cool. I love it. All right, yeah. so we're gonna. I want to pivot a little bit because there's something else that you're very empowering about, and that's just your family and and having children, and you know, in terms of being an a millennial couple and how you're navigating through all these tough times. But first I love, I love baby stories. Can you just tell me some stories about, you know, what it was like being pregnant, becoming a mom and how you were able to actually, 
you know, navigate that with your business and, and career? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I have two kids, my daughter, Aria, she is six years old. She'll be seven in a month. I'm just like, oh my God, that's crazy. And then I have uh, my son, Bryce. He just turned one like two months ago. And I'm just Congratulations. like, I'm just, I'm just in love with them. Obviously they're mine. But the fact that I have my boy and my girl that I always dreamed and prayed about, um, like when I had my daughter, it, obviously that was that wasn't planned. <laughs> so my husband <laughs> today is our anniversary. So Congratulations, we celebrated our anniversary. anniversary. Thank you. And we got pregnant with my daughter. That wasn't planned, but it was obviously a blessing from God. And I think with me having her, it really inspired me to want to be better. I wanted to be able mm. to provide for her because I felt like back then, six years ago, we were in a place where we. Financially, we weren't great. I mean, we're living paycheck to paycheck. And I'm like, I always knew that I wanted better for her. I wanted to be able to build for her. I don't want her to be able to struggle. So I think a lot of um, what made me build my career was just um, just seeing her and just she being my inspiration. So, you know, just being a mom in general has been an amazing blessing for me. And then I just had my son a year ago. And it feels like a month, I'm sure. I know. I was like, this went so fast. And it's so crazy because I was pregnant with him as I'm building my business, right? So I've only been an entrepreneur or doing this full time for three years. And last year when I was pregnant with him, I was still trying to do the most. I'm like, I got to do this. I got to do this. And we really just recently moved to Atlanta a year ago, too. So I moved and had a baby at the same time. Which wow is crazy. <laughs> I think the next crazy, completely crazy. I next... I was trying to I was booked to be featured in Essence, like Essence Fest the yes. a year ago. And I'm like, I'm freaking eight months pregnant. And I was going to try to get there because that's just like my dedication to work and like showing up and I really want to be a part of Essence. I'm like, I'm going to get there. I'm going to drive <laughs> yes. to New Orleans from Baltimore and I'm going to be there and I'm eight months pregnant. And guess what my son said? Nope. Not today. <laughs> he said I was scheduled to be in New Orleans on the 4th and Bryce, my son, came on the 2nd. A month early. Wow. So that's a, that that's a baby so story for you. I'm and that's a sign. Huh? It's a sign to say, no, you ain't in it, charge here. <laughs> it was a sign. He was like, mom, you doing the most. Like, sit your butt down and mm-hmm. let me be. So he came and and I had him naturally, which was crazy because it all just came so fast. I remember laying in bed like, oh, my gosh, I, I think I'm having contractions. I told my husband and he like, no, you're OK. Just lay down for a little longer. I lay down. I try. And then the next thing you know, I'm like, no, we got to go to the hospital. I get to the hospital and I literally had him within like 20 minutes of getting there. I didn't have time to get the epidural. Nothing. What? Yeah. My son was what? ready to go. So. And so did you have epidural the first time? Yes. With your daughter? And so yes. what was the difference like? Because, I, I mean, as a male, I definitely will never know. And I know there's yeah. a lot of females out there that have only had epidural. What was, what was the difference like? Listen, I mean... Obviously, I I just thought I was going to naturally get the epidural. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to experience this pain. I'm not trying to prove anything to nobody, okay? Like, <laughs> no. there's nothing to prove. Like, long as you get this baby out healthy, you're good. 
So I get there and I'm in pain and I'm telling them like, get me the epidural. Like I need to get, so I'm laying on the table waiting for the anesthesiologist and all these people to come, or I don't even know what he called, but yeah. waiting for him to come. And he gets in and he's like, actually, he's like right here. Like you, you need to just push. I, I can't give you the epidural. There's no point. He's right here. If you push, he'll be here. And I'm like, no, I start freaking <laughs> out. I'm like, I can't do this. And, and the doctor's telling me, Dana, just push, just push. And then oh, wow. obviously I had to push. And I mean, the pain was there, but honestly, it was the best experience. It was the best. If I had to look at both natural and not medicated, it was it was better because I healed faster. I don't know what it is, but I mean, God built us to have babies like this. It's not like, Mm. you know what I'm saying? It's like, we're able to do it if we want to. It's painful as hell for sure, but Mm. our bodies just snap back easier. So so honestly, if I was to have another child, I'm not, but if I was, I think I would, I think I would do natural again, even though that wasn't my plan and it wasn't expected. I would do it again. You know, I think one of the things that's happening in the world and, you know, my husband and I, we have almost three year olds and Mm -hmm. we talk a lot about how children, you know, change the relationship, enhance the relationship. Sometimes it doesn't work with relationships. So how have you and your husband, I mean, you you guys met in college. So you've been together for a while. You've experienced a lot of, you know, changes and, and, and enhancements in your your lives individually i'm sure and together how are you staying connected after so long having children uh, managing career you now being an entrepreneur because there are a lot of people out there right now that are trying to do what you've been successful at doing but they do have Mm -hmm. children and they are married and you know they might have a fear of you know how is this going to affect my relationship with my spouse yeah that's a great question because Honestly, if I didn't have my husband or if he didn't have the personality he has, I wouldn't be where I am today because I feel like, or he is very caring and he's not selfish. I feel like it takes someone to not be selfish, to want to see you win and and thrive and to work. Because for me, especially in the early days when I'm grinding it out and I'm committing so much of my time to build it's like if he was if he was selfish and if he didn't really want to see me win or if he didn't care about my dreams and he's just like no do no don't do that don't spend all your time in that then i wouldn't have been able to work and get to where i am so mm. in the beginning it definitely took a lot of sacrifice and i'm not going to lie it was not easy you know it did it did in some respect hurt our marriages because i'm like i'm spending so much time on work and i'm not spending time with him so It was hard. It was a hard balance. But I think ultimately he was caring. He was thoughtful and he trusted me and he wanted to see me do well in my career. And obviously that kind of support helped me get to where I am. And then obviously having the kids is like a whole nother beast. Um, But we've we've managed, um, you know, we're like I said, eight years married, 13 years together we've grown so much. It's like, I'm not the same 19 year old I am when I met you now at 32. It's like, we're completely different people, but I feel like we've been able to grow together. I feel like sometimes in marriage, people tend to just grow apart or they change and become different people. And even though we change, that's fine. We still should be able to grow together and accept each other, you know, new things about each other and learn. It's okay to still learn. I'm still learning my husband after 13 years of knowing him. 
we're still learning each other and that's okay. So I think having that grace with each other has helped, especially with the kids, because we have different parenting styles. I feel like I'm the hard ass. <laughs> I feel like I'm the one always laying down the rules. That's you too? That is me all the way. I mean, oh. Scott has done some come up, what I yeah. like to say. I'm like, I can't always be the bad guy. Right, so now he, right. ha- he has some come up and I'm like, okay, like this is cool. But I've also been able to be more caregiving rather than just like the disciplinarian. I mean, yeah. obviously our kids know that we love them and they're happy and right. stuff, but when it comes to that, so I feel you on that level. Right. Right, right. So yeah, we definitely had to compromise on that so he could come up too and be like, okay, I can't be the one always, like you said. So um, there's been compromise on that and just parenting styles, but learning each other. But it's ultimately been great. I feel like, you know, making time for each other has been huge, huge for us because of, again, the careers and the kids. It's like, we still can't forget to love on each other. We still can't forget Mm. to have our time. Whether that's like, okay, putting a date night on the calendar or having this alone time together is so important to keep that relationship thriving. You you answered a que- you answered my next question. See, you and I, we would vibe all day. Yeah. Um, but you answered my next question because I talk a lot about growing individually together. I think mm-hmm. when people get married, especially as young, yeah. um, as young some people some people get married young, they feel like you know, we have to be on the same page in everything we do and we have to have common interests in everything we do and, and that's the only way it's going to work. And by the time they hit 35 or 40, mm-hmm. this person wants to be, you know, a CEO of this and this person wants to be an entrepreneur of this and then they feel like, oh, well, we want two different things. And in my opinion, one of the things that Scott and I constantly do is just talk about like, so what is your goal? I mean, yes, we work mm-hmm. for the same company, but we we still have different goals in what it is that we want. And he has his way of working and I have my way of working and we challenge each other in those ways, but we also respect and support each other and where each other wants to go. Yeah, I think, and you probably can understand this, when people get married and I, I use young because I feel like sometimes when younger people they don't we don't know where we want to go really mm-hmm. we we have an idea of what our goal is but we don't really know where we're going to go and it never right. ends up being in a place that you thought you were going to be anyway you know for right. the most part but um you know I think what I what I want to ask is if there were three tips you can give younger people who are about to get married you know, what are some of those common things that you do daily? And I know you talked about putting things on the calendar, but anything deeper than that to get them to really focus on each other? Mm, Yeah, that's so good. I would definitely say communication is so important. And, you know, because I know for me early on, I would be the one that would hold stuff in. And Mm. I would be like, you should know what I'm feeling. You should know what I'm thinking right now. You should know I wanted it done this way. Or, you know, you should know that I wanted you to do X, Y, and Z. And I had to learn that my husband is not a mind reader, you know, as even though we know each other and we've been together so long, it's like, I don't care if we we're together for 20 years, he's not going to be able to read my mind as much as I would want him to. And I had to come to terms with that, (laughs) that he's not a mind reader. And I have to be able to communicate and say what my needs are. Of course, we learn each other and he starts to predict what I would want. But at the end of the day, I can't be mad at something I didn't communicate. So if I never told him that I felt a way about 
X, Y, and Z, and he did A, B, and C, then I can't be mad if I didn't communicate that to him. So I think it's so important, especially early on or in just in general throughout the marriage is to communicate, tell each other what you need or if something bothered you or if you wanted something done a certain way. I think that's so important. And then I also think another thing is to learn each other's love languages. Yeah, like, that is major. Yes. That was a game changer in my marriage because I felt like once we really learned what each other needed in terms of our love language, the game changed because for me, I'm like, I'm an acts of service person and he, he's, uh, um, he needs words of affirmation. And wow. if I'm operating thinking he wants what I need and it's like, Oh, I'm doing all these things for you, babe. You, you, you love me, right? We're good. And it's like, no, actually, I want you to tell me how hard I'm working. I want mm. you to tell me that I look good today. Or I want you to tell me X, Y, and Z. Whereas me, if you clean the kitchen for me, or if you put away the laundry, I'm like, yes, pull down your pants. Let's go. You speaking <laughs> you know? in tongues, honey. You're like, <laughs> yes. So I'm like learning those things is so important That's early so on instead of like waiting years like we did like, oh, you know, you're communicating differently. So those are definitely my top two for sure. Love languages and communication. It's so amazing because Scott and I have both taken the Enneagram personality tests and mm. that helps. And then we actually try to figure out each other's love languages without taking a test but we actually had a conversation i think like a couple days ago where we were like no we need to take this because i while we do know each other's intentions and i think that's really important for you to know the intention of your spouse because he really thought that what he was doing and like him telling me well i love you and like you're so great i'm like I said, you know, he knows my personality, but I was like, down through shit for me. I'm like, you can tell me you love me all day, but I'm right. like, but I'm like, yeah, I think I'm like you, like acts of service is amazing. Yeah. Like when he folded my clothes and put them in a drawer the other day, I'm like, Listen. what you want? I'm like, you want me to get the babysitter to work longer? Cause right. we can get it in. <laughs> right? Like you said. So it is one of those things. And, and he actually likes, uh, words of affirmation and physical touch because mm-hmm. if I can just say to him, we could be just like hanging out in the house, not anything going on. And I can just walk by him and be like, you know, I love you so much. He'll start crying because he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that to me. So even though we've never taken the test and, I, and we should, I think it'd be really good for us to take the test. All right, y'all, when we come back, I'm going to talk to Dana more about how she turned her blog into a six-figure blog and what she really feels about being an influencer. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All right, Dana, we are back. I'm excited about everything you say. Like I said, we're going to be friends. We're going to be friends. Yes. We're going to be friends. But um, let's talk about this business because you turned your blog into a six-figure business and I think when a lot of people hear that, they're like, 
wait a minute, how? Like someone said that writers don't, don't make money. How are you able to do that? And then the second question to that is, how are you able to manage now being a social media influencer, if you will? Right, right. It's so crazy to think like, I remember when I made six figures for the first time and it was coming from a job where I made half, like, you know, like 50K or whatever. And I'm like literally bringing that in in a month, you know? And it's crazy when I think about it because obviously I worked hard for it, but just thinking about how you can monetize your life. So I consider Mm. myself a lifestyle blogger and influencer. So the way that I'm able to make money is through partnerships with brands. So brands want to advertise, right? And especially now, it's like everything is on social media. People trust the people that they follow more than um, a celebrity that they see online or on you know, TV mm-hmm. or just commercials. It's like if my friend recommends this lipstick, I'm a nine times out of 10, trust her recommendation over some random person or commercial that they see on TV. Right. People love to trust, they, like they love the trust aspect. Same thing when you are looking for a restaurant, you're going to look at the reviews first. It's like, let's see what people are saying before I start investing my time and my money going to this restaurant. We want to feel connected. We want to get those reviews first. Well, so that's why I feel like influencer marketing is absolutely here to stay. And that's how I'm able to monetize it is because brands understand that influencers are where it's at in terms of marketing. And I'm able to use my platform that I built um, on Instagram, on my blog, and to be able to share the products that naturally flows within my lifestyle. So everything that I'm taking is things, it's like I'm working with brands that I naturally would love and want to endorse and work with. And I feel that will add value to my audience life. You know, I'm at the point where I'm not just taking anything. It's like, if it's something that doesn't align with my brand, I'm not going to take it. It doesn't even make sense, you know, for me. Right. I want to keep that high level of trust with my audience. So I'm only taking things that I love, only th- taking things that I feel will be valuable for them and to make sense. So that's how I'm able to monetize it through social media posts, blog posts, um, you know, traditionally some campaigns. I was on Nike's website for like two, three months <laughs> yes. on their website, like as a model. So stuff like that, I'm able to, that's how I'm able to monetize. That's so cool. And so when it comes to monetizing your blog, do, um, I guess the, the real question is because I think obviously your blog is very popular. Like how many downloads are you getting a month? And you don't have to share that if you don't want to, but you know, for people out there who want to monetize their blog, or if they're a writer, I think they're saying, well, how do I actually monetize my content? Yeah, I think for me, it's even, it's not even, I mean, the blog is important for sure, but I make the most money through Instagram. So like my social media. So like a lot of the times that's what brands are paying for. Like I have my blog and I definitely get the views on there too, but it's more so because of my social media audience. And I don't have a ton of people. I have, I think like 87,000, you know, I'm trying to get to your level. I'm trying to get to a million. Well, we're going <laughs> to, I'm going to help yeah, you out. I was going to say, were you helping me out? I'm going to help you. I'm learning. I see a lot of times when I ask these questions, even though, you know, like I say, I'm Sean T, but I ask these questions because I learned so much from things like this. Like, and, and, you know, just listening to you and I'm not going to get too emotional here, but it's really nice to talk to a black woman that is like powerful and motivating and inspiring because You know, like we, and I don't know if a lot of black men will say this. I'm sure your husband says this to you, but like we, 
black men, we need that. We need to see black women, like, you know, defy the odds to go after things, to know that. Because I look at your social media page and it doesn't look like an influencer page it it looks like what you said you're like this is me like i'm already ready to do like a hair product um situation with you like let's go (laughs) like you i could be a test subject because i need to you know i'm trying to figure out things you know what i'm saying with this new hair (laughs) but um i just want to say like thank you so much for just for being that and uh my next kind of question is in terms of being an influencer, like I, I, I sometimes think the word influencer kind of gets a negative connotation because yes. it's like, I'm going to influence you to do something. Whereas what you do, I think it's less about influencing them and showing them who you really are. So can you like empower yes. people to yes, show? That's, that's so important to me. Like, I don't even consider, like, I don't even put in my bio, like, oh, I'm an influencer. I'm, I'm really more about being influential. Like, I mm. want to be able to show women my lifestyle, show what I'm doing and positive, positively impact them, you know, inspire them to want to be better or go after their dreams or to see me and think I can do that too. Because Dana is, I'm a regular mom who decided to go after her dreams, you know, like mm. I'm not a celebrity. I'm literally a regular woman that decided black woman that decided to go after it. Here I am, you know, so I want to be able to empower and inspire other women just by living my life and showing them. And I get messages on a daily from women saying, oh, you inspired me to work out or, oh, you inspired me to, you know, want to have kids or, oh, you inspired me in my marriage because I see how you interact with your husband. Like that is what just warms my heart. And it's, it's like, I know I'm walking in my purpose. It's like God Mm. put me on this earth because I am inspiring um, the masses, you know, whether it's a hundred people or a thousand people, as, as long as I'm impacting somebody in a positive way, I know that I'm walking in my purpose. And I feel that way every single day with every post, every Instagram story, me sharing my life. Literally, I have people say, thank you for sharing your life. Thank you for sharing your life. Because I feel like just from me sharing, it's helping people, even just a smile, like even showing me and my kids interacting, me and my husband on our our, uh, anniversary vacation, playing one-on-one basketball, like that brought so many smiles to people. And it's like, that's what I'm here for. I'm here, especially right now. It's like so much negativity. Obviously, we're going through a pandemic. You know, people are dying. It's just it's so many things that are so heavy. So to be able to be a light right now in the darkness, I'm grateful to be that. Yeah, thank you for that. And that that also, I think, will help a lot of people, too. It even helps me because... You know, I think it's really important for people to know that not every social media post has to be about politics or, mm-hmm. you know, we we do show our support for, you know, racial injustice or Black Lives right. Matter or whatever right. it is you believe in. But, you know, I was talking to Erica, who we both who both know, and, mm-hmm. you know, I put, I like really fun things. I'm a really fun person. Like, I yeah. love laughing. I love cutting up. And so people know me for fitness, but I actually changed my Instagram profile to to say less of or to not start with like fitness motivator. And I said, my profile says, welcome, get ready to have some fun because yeah. that's what I want. And, you know, we were talking about how I'm, 
you know, I post like really funny or silly things. And, and I was like, Erica, like, I just wonder like what people are going to think. I don't really care what people think of me too much. Yeah. I mean, we all think of care a little <laughs> bit, but most of the time I'm like, please. But she was like, you know, Sean, like your page is the social, like when people are scrolling through social media, like those posts you put up are a breath of fresh air, especially if mm-hmm. it's, if it's a day where they're talking about a lot of things. Yeah. And I, and you know, just kind of being, you know, I don't like being a, and I'm putting quote celebrity because I don't feel like it. I feel yeah. like you, like a everyday just guy that's just like wanting to like live my best life. And I yeah. know it can't be like that all the time because people come obviously to me for a lot of other things. But I just want to, you know, thank you for like allowing me and other people to feel like it's okay to be you. It's okay to share that. Um, let's let's pivot to fitness because you were yes. an athlete, and I know you have. I know people follow you for fitness. What what kind of motivating things are you doing for people out there who need that fitness inspiration? Oh my gosh! So I I have been on a challenge. So okay, so I was on a fitness journey before quarantine hit, and I'm like, okay, I want to lose this baby weight. Obviously, I gained weight having my son. I was, you know, 30, 40 pounds heavier. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling comfortable to where I'm ready to work out and get back to postpartum body. I started working out. I lost a few pounds and then quarantine hit. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. And then I was, you know, I gained the quarantine 15. I got lazy on my, on my journey. <laughs> you ain't reach out to your boy, Sean like, T. Come on. Huh? <laughs> I said, you ain't reach out to your boy, Sean T. I know. I know. <laughs> so I got lazy. And, you know, a lot was going on during that time, mm-hmm. obviously, just adjusting to the new way of life. And I just wasn't inspired or motivated to do anything. So obviously for like five months, I didn't do much. I gained all the weight back. And then after I got to a point where I'm like, you know what, I need to get back to me. Like, I'm not happy. I literally felt like I was five months pregnant again. My stomach was growing. I'm just like, you know what, girl, get back on it. And then I found out about uh, 75 Hard, which is a social media challenge by Andy. What's his name? Uh, Frischella, if I'm saying that right. Um, And I was like, oh, my God, this is it. This is the challenge. I want to be a part of it. So it's working out twice a day. Have you wow. heard of it? No, I'm, I'm interested. No, I haven't heard okay. of it. Okay, so 75 heart challenges, 75 days straight, no excuses, period. If you make an excuse, you got to start back over to day one. These are wow. the things you have to do. You have to work out twice a day. One of those exercises have to be outside. 
So you could do something indoors. You did another second exercise have to be outside. So two workouts a day. You have to drink a gallon of water a day. You have to stick to a diet. So whatever diet you choose, there's no you know right or wrong. You just have to stick to a healthy diet. Obviously, no cheat meals, no snacks, no sweets and stuff like that. Um, no alcohol <laughs> for these seventy five days. And you have to read. You have to read ten pages of a book. And you have to take a progress picture every single day. So you have to do all this for 75 days straight. So this is the challenge. So I've been on it. I'm on day 47. And so far I've lost like 10 pounds and I'm toning up. Like I look amazing right now and I feel amazing. Like my body has completely changed with just working out every single day and just being committed. It's not even about the challenge. It's not even about... Like, oh, this is a challenge, you gotta work out. This is about discipline. This is about being disciplined enough to say, I'm gonna get up and work out twice a day. Because it's easy to do like, oh, once a day, or it's easy, it's maybe easy to eat healthy, but like to do it for 75 days straight and to be disciplined, disciplined, be committed, drink your water. Like, it's it's been great. And I've and along the way, I've inspired so many women to join the challenge and not even join the challenge, but to just work out and get healthy. You know, sometimes so many women, um, especially moms, they make the excuse of, oh, well, I have the kids or, oh, I can't make time. It's like you have to make time for yourself. You have to put yourself first. A lot of times it's like, oh, I got to put my kids first. But it's like if you continuously put the kids or your husband or whoever, your spouse in front of you, then you're going to continue to not, you know, flourish and thrive and be the best for your family. So I tell people all the time, it's like, you got to commit to working out and be healthy because what's going to happen if you're not healthy? You know, you have to be healthy for your family. So I've inspired so many women to want to get out there and work out and get healthy and get fit. And it's just been great. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing because a lot of people did gain the quarantine 15. And at the beginning of May, I actually started because I used to, well, not used to, but when before quarantine happened, I was, I had dates to travel and go do live events and live classes and um i started a group called dig deeper nation like i just was like yo every day you're gonna get the hardest workouts you're gonna push yourself i'm gonna give nutrition fitness advice kind of similar to what you're doing and it's been the best like people want to work hard and they do eliminate excuses when they have like a motivation and like what you're saying you have a group of people that come together and they, they feel like they're accountable so that's really great. Congratulations. So what are you doing after the 75 days? Because I got a little challenge for you after you're done. Unless you're going to do another 75 of those days. No, I'm not. No, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do because <laughs> I think this has helped me get back into it. And it's like now there's no letting up. I, like I said, I'm not having no more kids. <laughs> so we're, we're done there. So it's like now I'm, I'm at this nice size. I want to maintain. I want to stay fit. I want to continue to tone. I have, you know, 30 days left or so. So I want to get to that, like, tone definition and just continue to, like, build from there, you know? Like, I don't want this to just stop because I don't want to gain the weight. I want this to be a lifestyle change. It's like I may not be working out two times a day anymore, but definitely getting that one good exercise in, eating healthy, you know, not just – running to get fast food every other day and stuff like that. Like I just definitely want to make smart decisions go yep. forward. So cool. I, I love 75 <laughs> hard. Yeah. 75 hard. I'm gonna try to put that in the show notes. Cause I think that's real. That might be really cool for other people to see, especially because they can, 
you know, you could choose whatever workout you want, right? It's just that you got to go two times yeah. a day. I love that. I'm going to put that in the yep. show notes. Um, so, yeah, so starting in October, I'm going to do a fitness challenge that's going to take everyone to the end of the year. And oh. it's basically only going to be like 30 to 45 minutes a day, one workout, and just a combination of like cardio and strength. Like something, like mm-hmm. you said, like very simple. Uh, and we're going to start out with 20 minutes. We're actually going to start with like, 30 minutes a day, then we're going to go 40 and like 45. We're just going to like hit up just the timing a little bit. My last and final question is, how would you help people trust and believe in who they are if they're going through a time of struggle? Mm, Wow. It, It is so hard right now. Like I said, it's like we're going through so much. And honestly, I think if you are going through something, I think sometimes it's okay to rest and take a break sometimes we put so much pressure on ourselves especially with social media and you're seeing everybody else living their best life and it's like if you feel like you need to recharge it's okay it's okay to take a break and recharge to get yourself back and fill your cup back up so i would say like take a break you know meditate talk to somebody that you really you know confide in and just build yourself back up fill your cup back up so that you are better for yourself better for your family or whoever other loved ones that really need you so that's like my biggest advice for them and then once you get back there it's like continue to build yourself you know continue to follow and confide in people that you trust and believe and that can help pour and fill back your cup it's just so important I feel like the people around you it's important because if you have negativity around you, you're going to continue to feel down. And I try to stay positive like every single day, whether it's like, you know, my friendships, the people that I talk to, having great co- connections and relationships like this that, you know, just give you that good energy and spirit. We all need that. And if you have bad vibes and energy, just cut those people off so that you can just stay positive, especially during this time. Yeah, I always say let people go with walking papers and the walking papers yes. are I remember I had to end a friendship one time and I, I sent the person a book. I wrote a really nice letter in the book and I said, At this moment I'm unable to be able I forget exactly what I said. It was basically like I, I said it in a nice way, I'm not, that I'm not able to deal with the energy you bring. But I still wish you the best of luck, the best in life. I still hope that you continue to push forward. It's just that it's not working with us right now. And when I relieve that energy from my life and my space I felt like a rocket and I took off even more and people don't understand that when you are not surrounding yourself around the people that's going to lift you up and build you up how much of a weight and it's it's an invisible weight of energy that holds you down and so I just love that you said that I mean I think that's that's where we are right now where we can be supportive of the people that we want to step away from but we have to do it for us Dana, thank you so much. Oh my goodness. I'm so happy that you were able to come on today. And seriously, I'm going to reach out to Erica. And if I like, I, this is what I want to do. And I'm saying this live on the podcast. So people know, like, I don't know if it's once a week or a couple times every other week. Like, even if you just had some source of information or motivation that I could just put on my social, like my Instagram. Like, I think people just need to hear you to see you. So, and I would love to help you get to that one million. So if this is the way it's going to be, then it's the way it's going to (laughs) be. And I know for you, it's more, more than about the one million. I know you have a really deep desire to touch 
people's lives. And so Shanti and Dana are coming for you. So get yes. ready. Yes. <laughs> get ready. Get ready. Yes. So <laughs> thank, thank you, you so much. much. Oh, this was amazing. Thank I you. I appreciate it. I'm so blessed to have had you. 